Good morning, everyone. It's Mother's Day Sunday, and while we are still physically distancing and it, it can put a damper on the in-person celebrations, therefore we certainly need to be extra creative to find ways to celebrate. From turning Mother's Day brunch to a tele-lunch to opening gifts on FaceTime or even Zoom parties or Zoom celebrations. Mother's Day, a day set aside to honor all the mothers. As a mother, I am honored to stand before you and have the opportunity to wish all the mothers a happy Mother's Day. I want to also say thank you to my mom, to my mother who lives in the Big Island, and to all the mothers in all that you do every day. As a mother, I know what it's like, and I want to express my appreciation. Not only that you are very important to your families, you are very important to us as well here at the Crocs Center. So thank you. Mahalo to all that you do. So church, will you please join me in prayer? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this beautiful, beautiful day, a day that you've set aside to celebrate our mothers. And so just for this day, I want to thank you for our moms. Thank you for giving them to us. And so, Father, for today, I pray an extra blessing to all the mothers out there that you will continue to give them strength and guidance, Lord, as we follow you, as we live for you. So right now, Father, I pray that as we continue to worship and get into your word, I pray that you will open our minds and our hearts, Lord, to what you have to share with us this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. So I have a question to ask you. Who is the greatest influence in your life? Has a teacher or a mentor been the greatest influence? Perhaps you would say that a friend may, or maybe a spouse has influenced you the most. A poll was taken and asked that same question to more than 4,000 adults, and people were allowed to give as many responses. The results were revealing. According to the poll, the persons with the greatest influence was the person's mother. 42% of the men and 53% of the women said that the mother was the most influential person in their life. And so this morning on Mother's Day, we will look at an influential mother in the Bible that exercised great faith. She was a mother who trusted the Lord in a difficult, difficult situation. And as we look into her life and the qualities that stand as a reminders to all of our mothers today. So now hear me out here. Please don't think that I am only speaking only to the moms this morning. You see, in this passage, church, there are lessons that speak to every person online. Every person online. So whether you're a male or female, young or old, and the list goes on, God has a word for you this morning. Amen? You can say amen wherever you're at. God has a word for you this morning. So will you please join me as we looked at the Old Testament together, Exodus chapter 2, 1 through 10. And it starts off like this, verse 1. Now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman. In this passage, we are introduced to a nameless woman. She's only mentioned three times in scripture. She stands out as one of the greatest mothers revealed in the pages of scripture. Her selfless love and sacrifice made possible the exodus of God's people from Egypt and literally changed 
the course of history. So who is this woman? You will notice that in this passage, the name of the Levite woman is not mentioned until you go to Exodus chapter 6, verse 20. Her name is Jochebed, which means glory of Jehovah. Jehovah is her glory. Jochebed was an Israelite, one of God's chosen people. She was also a member of the tribe of Levi. She and her husband Amram were as far as... I as one can tell, were dedicated and religious people. So with Jochebed, let's find out what was her dilemma, her situation. You see, Jochebed was living in a hostile environment. Born in Egypt as a daughter of Levi, she had known only the curse of slavery. The Egyptians hated the Israelites and made their life difficult. And as you read in Exodus 1, 13 to 14, it says, So the Egyptians worked the people of Israel without mercy. They made their lives bitter, forcing them to mix mortar and make bricks and do all work in the fields. They were ruthless in their demands. She could have whined. Jochebed could have complained about the difficulty of life circumstances, but she did not. Jochebed would not allow herself to surrender to the hopelessness of life as a slave in Egypt. In hatred and fear of the Hebrews, did you know that Pharaoh ordered the killing of all the Israelite male infants by casting them into the crocodile-infested Nile River? There was a great threat with the Pharaoh's proclamation. Disobedience could easily cost one a life prison or even one's own death. We live in a COVID-19 world. Fear, uncertainty, panic, depressions, desperations, worries, as several states are still sheltering in place and others are beginning to reopen. Still, schools are closed and churches aren't able to meet physically still. High unemployment rate and, and wondering, wondering when it will all end. We certainly have our own moments of whining and complaining and how difficult have these few months have been. So church, how have you been handling COVID-19? Have you been trusting God? Church, I want to encourage you this morning to take courage and faith and have the kind of faith as Jochebed did. And Exodus 2, 2 tells us, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. We need to understand that Jochebed conceived and delivered her third child, Moses. And uh, Yvonne spoke about Moses in her sermon last week. And you see, Jochebed hid Moses to protect him. She knew that her baby's life would, would be de dead if she didn't do something to save him. Jochebed demonstrated great courage in the midst of terror. And Exodus 2, 3 to 4 tells us, but when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Now, church, I want you to look at verse 3. Moses could not be hidden for so long. And so Jochebed got a papyrus basket. 
I have a basket here. It's not quite a papyrus basket, but it is a, some form of a basket. Imagine Jacobet putting Moses in it and placing him in the reeds of the Nile. She believed that God would take care of Moses. Now, this is really uh, an important verse. There's two things I want to share with you this morning about this verse that could, that, which really relate to our Christian faith. The first is this, that Jacobed realized that the limitations of the care she could offer and needed to let her child go. But here was a woman we know was acting on faith. This was a huge act of faith and trust in the God on her part. Now imagine the Nile is no gentle flowing stream. It's a dangerous and running, fast running river infested with crocodiles and the danger of the, of the river currents. And those of us with older children will know it can be very traumatic experience to let our children go and make their way in the world. Perhaps we have spent 18 years or so nurturing, caring, providing, watching over them. And then the day comes when they walk out of the front door with their luggage and ready to face the unknown. And we need to let them go and face the crocodiles and the currents. Church, we are not, and for the parents, we are not abandoning them. We are letting them go, fully trusting that God will watch over them and keep them safe. It really hurts to let go, but that is part of parenting, isn't it? That is part of being a mother and a father, it's love and faith. You see, our children are men and women of purpose. We need to let them go to the care of God and let them discover that God's purpose for themselves. I remember four years ago, our son Micaiah graduated from high school and he left Hawaii to pursue college in Northern California. And it was the hardest thing to, for me and Major Phil to let go of Micaiah and him being the oldest. And we knew deep down that it was the right thing to let him go to college away from Hawaii. See, the what ifs and the uncertainties were always on our minds. And every day while he was in college, it was a journey of faith for both of us. You see, we needed to let go and trust in the Lord. And four years later, he has graduated. We're so proud of him. And also not of that, but also growing in his faith in the Lord. And also now, we begin a journey, another journey, a journey of him getting into the workforce. And also now with Gabby, going to be going to the college in the fall. We will continue to trust and put our faith in God who will protect and take care of both of them. And so church, for, my, for us, for Major and myself, we will place Micaiah and Gabby in the papyrus basket. Another thing that's been happening in our lives recently is that it's that time of the year in the Salvation Army where the Salvation Army announces its farewell orders to the, like ourselves as officers and officers around the territory and talk about the unknown of where we as officers would get our next appointed post. And I have certainly been put to a test of trusting in the Lord and placing the Lums Ministry the Lums Ministry in the papyrus basket. 
And today, Major Phil and I are blessed and grateful for an, an opportunity to be able to stay at least another year here serving at the Croc Center, Hawaii. We thank the Lord for that. Church, what are you struggling with this, this morning? What are you struggling? What are some of your challenges that you may need to place in the papyrus basket and let go and trust God with complete surrender, complete surrender to God? Let go and let God. Secondly, about this papyrus basket is, is the import, it was important because the Hebrew word used to describe it is teba. It is only used twice in the Old Testament. It is used in Exodus 2, which we're talking about, the basket vessel in which Moses was placed, and the other part is in Genesis, a vessel which Noah built, Noah's ark. Just as the ark would carry the people of God and the animals to the tides and currents and bring deliverance, so Moses' basket would carry him through the tides and currents, protecting him from the crocodiles so that he could grow and fulfill his purpose as a deliverer. Jochebed placed in the teba one small thing, her child, her baby. Of course, doing this was no means easy, but Jochebed had courage and faith. So church, we must have the courage and faith for the parents out there. We are to place our children in the teba of God. For the marriages out there, husbands and wives, place your marriage in the teba of God. Our finances in the teba of God. Our worries in the teba of God. Many of us have addictive habits. Let's place them in the teba of God. Church, how much we need to place our situations this morning in the teba of God. It, I'm sure the ark looked frail and vulnerable as the storms lashed around it. And certainly the basket would have looked frail and vulnerable too. And perhaps the situations and lifestyle choices that you are in this morning may appear frail and vulnerable. But in faith, church, God can help us overcome the circumstances. She, Jacob, had turned to the Lord in faith in her time of need. And our God, our amazing God, heard her prayers. So maybe there are out there parents who have rebellious children. Don't give up. Trust and pray. Parents who, who have children who are unsaved, don't give up. Trust and pray. And how many of us have, have challenges right now that it may seem it's the end of the world and there's no way out. Don't give up. Trust and pray. May the example of Jacobet encourage and challenge us this morning. Church, you have been so patient, and I want to continue and finish this amazing story. Exodus, starting with verse 5. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her female slave to get it. She opened it and saw the baby, he was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This was one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother.
Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this baby and nurse him for me and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. She named him Moses saying, I drew him out of the water. It was no accident that when Pharaoh's daughter saw the baby boy and heard his cry, that she had compassion on him. It was God's sovereign providence that caused Pharaoh's daughter to save Moses. Not only did Jochebed got Moses back, she got paid watching him. What an unforeseen blessing. God always rewards an obedient faith. While we are in this COVID-19 situation, are you trusting God? Are you letting go and allowing God to work in your life? Do you know him as your Lord and Savior? Are you influencing others by living godly life? It is a blessing, and it was a blessing for Jochebed to see her son grow in the same kind of faith. Jochebed was a godly mother who had the foundation for Moses during the first five or six years of his life. Jochebed's profound influence on Moses was evident in Hebrews 11:24. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter. How about 27? It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept on going because his eyes on the one who is invisible. Church, we know that faith is not inherited. Each one of us, each one of us must come to the Lord in faith and receive salvation individually. And you know, for us as parents, our prayer for our children, for Micaiah and Gabby since they were born, since they were born, has always been that they would love the Lord and that they would have a personal relationship with the Lord and that they will serve the Lord. You see, if children were raised in a home where parents are, uh, are said and the Bible are read, they will most likely like to have the same kind of life they have seen modeled before them. If children are raised in a home where God is only a name to take in vain, they will most likely follow the example set for them. So church, whether you're a parent, grandparents, auntie, uncle, or an educator, we need to have godly influence for the youth whom God has given us. You see, if we don't teach our youth the value of faith in Christ, who will? Who will? I am amazed. And as I conclude this sermon this morning, I am amazed at Jacob's great faith. She had unbelievable faith in God for her child, and God used her faith to eventually save her people. She trusted God even when it seemed hopeless. She did not know the outcome, but she trusted God with her son's life. Think of Abraham, trusted God with Isaac's life. Think of Hannah, trusted God with Samuel's life. So church, let's be honest with ourselves this morning. Are there circumstances or concerns in your life this morning that you need to place in the basket and put it in the river? Trusting him, letting it go, and trusting God fully in what you're going through? So as I close in prayer this morning, I encourage you to seek God this morning. Whatever you are going through right now, 
Give it to the Lord and trust him. Ask him to give you the strength to truly trust him. And if you'd like to speak to someone or chat with someone or have someone pray with you this morning, uh, on, online we have a live prayer button that you can press and our staff, our ministry staff is out there to take it on and walk alongside you and pray with you this morning. So church, please, I encourage you this morning to take that step of faith and trust God with what over, whatever you're going through. So let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, once again, we come to you. We are so thankful once again for your word. We thank you for, for the examples that you set before us, especially those that are in your word. We thank you for the life of Jacobet this morning and how many of us, each of us, each of us, can learn so much, Lord, as we walk this journey with you, as we let go and trust in you, Lord, and you have been faithful to us. And for those out there right now online who is going through so much, Lord, I pray that you will soften their heart to seek you out, to seek out others, to encourage them and pray with them. And so, Father, we thank you. May this week, and we thank you for our mothers, may you continue to bless them once again. We praise you and we love you so much. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Church, thank you for being with us. And as the worship team continues to lead us in worship, I pray that you will take that opportunity to pray and reflect and seek God this morning. God bless you.